Hey everybody, this is David of Single Dad, Why You Mad? So what you're about to hear is 24 Hours to Unpack, which is our follow-up discussion to the uh, IG Live feed that happened on August 7th of 2020. And uh, in attendance is Ellen of Ellen the Great Podcast and Clark and myself. And uh, we discussed our feelings going into the uh, IG Live feed and uh, how we feel coming out of it. We are positive you will enjoy it. Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why 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 you mad? Is the noise from the AC distracted? No, no, that's good. All right, perfect. All right, so so so, um, Clark, why don't we start yeah. with you? Um, so your initial reaction when you first heard the episode, and I'm not talking about, um, you know, I want to give uh, uh, listeners, you know, um, uh, I want to give listeners, you know, like our initial feeds because everybody has feelings, everybody has opinions, right? Right. And Ellen and I talked a little bit, so I already knew what her feeling or her opinion was. So we want to talk about heartfelt appeal feelings here. What was your right. heartfelt feeling when you were talking to her? And I'm talking so, about stuff in episode one. So the heartfelt feelings, and, and, and I think for me, it carries through episode one into, or, or the first half into the second half, um, because it was it was absolutely going into it. You know, I you hear me say a lot. Whenever we have you know we have guests on, they start talking about their relationships, right? Because that's what most people come on to talk about their relationships and their interactions and co-parenting. Um, and my initial feeling was, okay, I've heard this story or, or portions of this story from David's perspective. Let me be open, receptive, and encouraging to hear the other's part. Because we always talk about, you know, there's his story, her story, and the truth lies somewhere in between. And, um, it was like, okay, let's, let, let's go. Let's open up. And. I want to say like pretty early on, it was like, oh, oh shit. So this, this is where we go with it. And like when we record in general, I know you more so than me, like try to be mindful of time, right? You try to be like, okay, you know, we've been at this for a while. Whereas like, I felt like she had so much to say and so much to unpack that I'd like, I would ask questions and I just let her run. And sometimes I, like, I try to steer her back to, to the point at hand and, and keeping in line with the conversation. Um, but from an emotional standpoint, I guess, to, to really answer your question, from my perspective, it was like, I, it was a bit of surprise, like how deep of a dive she was, she was going into with the stuff that went down with you guys. All right, so um, the only thing I'm trying to do here, though, Clark, where I, I think you know, we're missing the mark is, um, and Ellen, okay, so, so, and when Ellen and I first talked, right, um, yeah. I asked her, um, Ellen, now that you've had heard Habiba's, um, thing, um, because Ellen, what episode did you just do on your own podcast? That was the dude from Go Africa or whatever else it is that was charged with, or Essence Magazine. Oh, at the time, yes, Abuse of Power with the Abuse O Africa. Abuse of Power, yeah. So I said, Ellen, um, is that after listening to her episode, how you feel 
about me. That's the level that I want to take this conversation to uh, right now, Clark, right? Um, and she right. said, okay, let me think about it. And then she texted me back later and she said, okay, yeah, after listening to her view, um, I can say that I feel like, yeah, what, Ellen, don't let me put words in your mouth, speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, I said that I can, I can see you coming across as a man who's using his um, power as a man, a, a man who has the means um, to kind of put, put control on her or to come across like you want to dominate her or the narrative. Um, and it was a little triggering for me. And I know you and I, we got into it. The more you forced me to be honest and open up. Um, I will be honest. When, when I first heard it, I, I struggled because I've known you for 20 years, right? So I know what I know of you. And I feel like I know you pretty well. You've always been yourself with me. And then here is um, Habiba speaking her truth uh, and her truth was a little triggering for me because I was projecting my own shit. But also now, triggering for you. Well, because of my a previous relationship, he oh, was. And, I, and I'm sorry, and I don't want to shine your shoes right now, Ellen, but you look fucking amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to shine her shoe, but I've known Doesn't she, like, when you're looking at, and you look at the apartment in the background, or, and, and, and the lights and everything and her glasses, you look amazing, but I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. She, she, I'm sorry. She, she, she's absolutely put together for this. Yes. <laughs> I not, not that you're not in the general, not that you're not in general, but you like, you know, by comparison to the two scruffy motherfuckers that you're having a conversation with right now, you're looking good, Kim. I appreciate so it. Thank you. Um, so going back to the past relationship, you know, dealing with somebody who was abrasive and aggressive in his delivery, uh, I saw some correlation there between him and, and Dave. So there were moments when Habiba was talking throughout part one and part two that I felt a little bit of connection um, with her, especially as she got emotional. Um, I connected to that. And so the struggle for me was, damn, am I connecting with her because of what I've been through or, or, or is it because now I'm looking at one of my best friends a little crazy? Right. Um, and that's something I had to kind of unpack personally and with Dave for a while. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was weird for me at the beginning, hearing somebody I don't know, you know, basically drag his name through the mud. That was hard for me because I was like, well, could he be that way? Or is it just her being emotional and just speaking from an emotional space? Right. So, 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 if that's the question we're asking, because that's not what I, I, I got from, from the initial question. So what was my takeaway emotionally from what she said about you? So if that's the question, I'll tell you, like in listening to her describe things, like, and I, I, I've, had a lot of, I've had a lot of occasion to be in the middle of two parties as they're having a dispute, you know, both professionally and just, you know, during the course of my life, people tend to seek me out for that kind of thing. And one of the things that generally happens what I generally, but sometimes happens, is somebody will provide an instance or or an example of the third party's behavior. And you go, well, that doesn't quite sound right. Or that doesn't sound like them. Nah, that's not him. But as she's telling the story, as she's sharing details, like, as I'm listening, I, I didn't get that. I got 
oh shit, this is like David, but F degree David. Because you are overt and you don't pull punches and you 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 do tend to be kind of short and, and, and curt with people, you know. And and you know, part of that is you know, she described it. She said part of that is your charm, right? So it's like taking th those personality traits and those powers, as it were, and using them for evil, right? And you could see where that power could com completely be co-opted and turned to that direction. So as she's saying this shit, I'm sitting there listening going, oh shit, like, did he say that? Or did he behave in that way? Or, you know, was he that, you know, short and crass and curt with her? And yeah, it, it absolutely entered my mind in that way. Okay, all right. So um, I'm really just trying to get to a point when I ask those sort of questions of like being transparent with each other, right? Um, uh, Ellen, you ain't going nowhere. Uh, Clark and I have been, you know, working together for a year. I don't think either one of us is going anywhere. You know, he, I don't want to speak for him. Um, you know, I I'm think- I'm done! This is a wrap! <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 I like genuine friendships, right? right. I enjoy genuine friendships. Even if it's somebody, you know, that I'm working with, I want to genuinely work with that person. And, you know, I want to be honest about how I feel about them and how they feel about me. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that um, um, transparency and vulnerability leads to trust. And then trust leads to great working relationships and great friendships. And I think without that, um, you know, it just doesn't exist. Like, you'll, we'll, ne we'll never get there, right? So right. Um, that's why I asked. Okay, so now, and, 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 and let me be on. Okay, so why don't I be honest also, right? So when, Ellen, you first came to me and said to me, David, uh, you don't want this to air. Um, this is something that, you know, paints you in a bad light. And when I asked you that question and you said yes, um, I could see how, you know, um, this could be whatever else it is without mentioning what was triggering for you, right? The answer was, you know, just yes. You know, I said to myself, but my nigga, I've known you for, and I said this to you already, right? So I'm not saying something to you that you don't already know. I said, but my nigga, I've known you for 20 something years. Nobody could come to me and tell me that Ellen punched them in the fucking mouth without me saying to them, well, what the fuck did you do to cause her to punch you in the mouth? So do I think Ellen is the type of person to punch somebody in the mouth? Yes. But I think that usually she would have good reason. And that's the part that I had a problem with, right? That, you know, yeah, my personality can be, I'm going to use Clark's words, short and curt and, um, you know, abrasive. But, you know, I would expect that, you know, my friend knows me well enough to say, yeah, I know David like that, but I've never seen him just do it to a stranger on the street for no reason whatsoever. That's what right. I was hoping that I would get from you. Um, and when I didn't, you know, I told you um, that, uh, you know, this bothers me. Like, you know, I was hurt by that. Um, and uh, I'm just, you know, sort of looking for your reaction to that right now, Ellen.
<laughs> I mean, it, I, I don't know if you remember my um, response to that, which was the same over and over again. Keep in mind that I'm coming from a place where I'm bringing some old baggage into this, right? So it wasn't solely based on everything she was saying. It was me recognizing her emotions or her being triggered from, you know, something you said or how you said something and connecting to that feeling. And so because I'm connecting to that feeling, now I'm kind of projecting the anger I have towards my ex towards you. Is that right? No, that doesn't justify it. But that's where I was coming from. At no point did I, you know, say to myself um, or think, I can't be friends with that nigga no more. (laughs) Was I like, oh, well, this changes our dynamic or, you know, I can't be, you know, transparent with him about how I feel. Um, I mean, that that was me being transparent, telling you what it was, but it didn't change my perspective of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Clark, you want to add something, anything? Yeah, absolutely. Because I I think Ella's point is exactly right. It's, you know, you and just coining the phrases that I tend to coin is, you know, perception breeds reality. So in Ellen's case, it's not just the perception of what Habiba had said during the the interview. It's, you know, the reality that she lived being on the receiving end of that kind of behavior. You know, and then it's her having to do the self-analysis and the dissection to say, yo, that's not my situation. That's their situation. And from what I know with David, what leads to that? And if, like, in, I'm not sure how much of it came up in the first half, but absolutely in the second half, you know, it, during the conversation, I was like, okay, let's bring it back to square one. Let's bring it back to topic at hand and go, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, but what was your part in it, right? Because that, that's the other thing that, you know, like we talked a little bit about it on the live, you know, when somebody brought up a point last night, but it's something that, that comes up on our show a fair amount, and it's the idea of accountability. Like, in a relationship, it's very rare one person is, is the bad guy, right? It's very rare that one person is at fault for everything that goes wrong in the relationship. You know, it takes two, and I said it you know, verbatim during the episode, it takes two to tango. And that was one of the things that I was trying to draw out. Like, okay, what was the part you played in this situation? And I because heard, I, and I heard, and, and I heard that, or Ellen told me that, or my friend Rachel told me that, because she's heard it also over and over again. You kept asking that question. Yes, right. And and, and 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 frankly, I don't know that I got a straight answer for that. You know, I don't I don't know that that was addressed. I, I would I would love to have the conversation again or go deeper, and and cover some of that stuff. Um, but as far as like the the you know, going back to the emotional piece, like at that point, there was no point where I was like, yo, oh shit, the show is over. Oh shit, I am never talking to this dude again. Like that, that, that didn't happen. It was absolutely when I, when I was done recording it and, you know, letting a little bit of the cat out the bag, you know, she came to me and was like, I don't know if we should air this. And I told her, you know, Sleep on it. Let me know what you want to do. Because I, I initially gave her the option of us editing out certain things that she didn't feel comfortable with sharing or her coming back another time and us redoing the episode. But I think we got candid, raw emotion 
um, you know, absolutely her perception of where you guys are and the things that led you to that point. And yeah, I, I got to commend her for saying, hey, let's rock with it. Ellen, that's how you feel? Um, I'm having trouble with the word commend um, only because after listening to it over and over and over again, she dug herself in a really deep fucking hole, whether she knows it or not, right? Because she starts the episode with, my goal is to da-da-da-da, foster, you know, bridge, you know, make amends. And like I said in last night's live, and then she drags you for filth, right? And then she'll catch herself in certain parts and say, and say, well, that's not the goal. That's not the goal. And then continue dragging you for filth. So what I got from that was her intention to come on was not to, not to foster anything, right? It was to share her perspective, only her side, which is just slinging mud at you the entire time. And I don't think she realizes how that painted her up to be. How do you say all that bullshit and at the end you say what you say like, oh, I, 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 I want to have a kid with him again. What the fuck? I'm confused. So that threw me, that, 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 that threw me and, and then I started to realize like, oh, wait a minute. So maybe this isn't what um, she's painting it to be. Like, okay. I, I, I think there is absolutely a lot of raw emotion between the two of you, right? Um, because both of you throw that out as what you want the goal to be. Like, you, you want to be able to communicate. You want to be able to be, you know, in a healthy space. I don't think either one of you wants to be sitting there and having to deal with negative emotions and, and you know, unsuccessful communication with your co-parent. I don't, I don't think that's the goal for either one of you, ultimately. But I think Habiba's episodes and even the interaction on the live last night prove there's a lot of the raw emotion that clouds the ability to communicate for the two of you. Like, it, was, it was absolutely obvious that it was triggering for her to be there and for her to be giving her commentary. And every time, like on, on the live last night, and every time you said something, she had to comment. She had to say, you know, she had to give her two cents and she had to, ha to be heard. And, and I mean, it's an open forum. That's her right to do so. And every time she did so, you could see in your face, you were like, on which end dealing with her. And that's a very familiar space for me for, to be in. Like I, I, like, I absolutely lived that. Like, there are times where, you know, I'd be like, yo, she's still fucking talking. You know, or... I want to get along with her and I want to raise these kids and I want to make shit right. But I can't stand being in the same room with her or the sound of her voice is grating, you know, or, or whatever it is at that moment, you know, and that's very much on the surface for you and Habiba right now. That I, I, like, I think the episode and then the live further, further cemented it for me. Like, Y'all got a lot of anger at each other and a lot of disappointment and a lot of hurt. And, and frankly, I think a lot of sadness. 
because of each other. The difference for me between the two is that Dave has taken accountability. Dave has been forthcoming with his shortcomings, right? Even after um, I finished editing and I made that phone call and I said, yo, dude, this, you know, this is bad. And the fact that he was just like, yo, just go forth. I don't really give a shit, um, says a lot. Um, and he, and so in last night, last night's live, he talked a lot about the receipts that he has. Now this man has probably had these receipts for God knows how, how long he could have any point blasted her to the nth degree, but hasn't. But what he does blast off is yes, I have a temper. Yes, I am aggressive, aggressive. Yes. I say shit that I probably shouldn't say. And again, at no point did Habiba take like honest and, and, and deep uh, accountability so I, I, I get his frustration, I get his anger, and last night's live was, a, was a, um, an eye-opener for me towards the end when he talked about um, the whole Monday school and the pajamas thing. I think everyone on that live was like, oh shit, that was a turning point, because I got a bunch of text messages like, oh wow, my opinion just flipped just like that. Right, and so there's this whole other side that we don't know, and of course she's never going to talk about because she fucking looks crazy. So, right. so I did notice, Ellen, that something in your questioning or responses changed when you asked the question, "What? How do you get to a cohesive co-parenting relationship?" And I said, "Get my kid to school on time. Don't bring him to school in daycare in fucking pajamas." get him to bed on time, feed him. And I did notice that there was a shift in, you know, uh, the tone, right? I did notice that. Um, so, uh, uh, um, and, and to focus, and I think to continually focus on, you know, um, uh, how we met and how we got together. Okay, so Clark, here's a bone I want to pick with you. I'm going to be honest, right? I'm going to pick a bone with you. Okay. Um, Go for it. You were backing me in the corner to ask me about whether the date was magical. And that's absolutely what you should do. That is absolutely what you should do. You should be asking the tough questions, right? Um, and I remember when you asked, I just went back like this, right? And I was quiet, right? And y'all all know that that's my answer, right? And what I was trying not I to absolutely, I absolutely knew that was your answer, but that's not articulating it for the people who are watching. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not taking that away from you. You, you right. were right to press, right? Um, but the reason I was holding on to that answer is because I didn't want to embarrass her. She done gone out there and said it was fucking magical. And I didn't want to embarrass her. Ellen, right. you're in your head. And, and, and I, I say like this, David, like you can answer the question without embarrassing her. You can say, you know, I didn't feel it was magical, but I had a good time. Or, you know what? We were out and about, and you know, that's, that would be organic, though. That's not that's not honest, right? right. But it, 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 it's it's absolutely honest if you spell it out. You don't you you can spell out how you felt without it being embarrassing. Like you can say, you know what? I didn't feel like that date was magical. I didn't feel like any. I, that, okay, all right. So you you're trying to tell me how to answer, and I'm telling you, my answer was it was not magical for me. And, and, and that's what we ultimately came to. Yes. Hold on. So hold on. Hold on. So hold on. So then after I said that, after you finally got me to say it, you went, wow. 
And I felt right. judged. I felt judged. So you let's give Ellen a chance, though, because she was shaking her head. Go ahead, Ellen. Listen, you can't have a lie and want people to ask questions, and when questions are asked, you got a problem with how they're being asked or what's being asked. The question right. was, uh, after listening to her perspective, is there anything that you think about differently? And the one thing from the 45 minutes that woman spoke that you could gather was the magical bullshit. There was so much other, like, you know, meaty um, content for you to pick from, but you chose magical, right? And so you can't say magical and not expect us to pounce on that because we, we, we're trying to figure out, especially when you respond the way that you do, when you kind of lean back, it, it leaves it open to so much interpretation and we're gonna dig. Right. You, and, and you gotta give us more than just... Just, a, just a lean back. Right, I mean, like, if, if you look at the comments that were asked or the comments that came when the question was posed, it was like, damn, why can't he give a straight answer? Like, and he's I'm dodging. You because and, I he's dodging. Like, and I'm yeah. telling you because I felt like my answer would embarrass her. You're right. And, 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 and I, 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 like, I get that. I and get God bless you, you know? for God huh? bless you. Because of this. Uh, what like, are you saying, Ellen? I said, God bless you for that, considering she's embarrassed the shit out of you. You don't give a shit, but she did it for two hours. So the fact that you can't express how you really feel about that first date um, blows my mind. Yeah, I, I, like, and even if you think of the context of what you guys have shared about the relationship on either side, like you've gone a lot deeper about a lot of different things. I don't know why saying that the, and, and this isn't a judgment, it's just you know my mind and my gears turning, why suppressing the truth? your reaction about that first date was such a, a, a triggering thing for you. Like the idea that like, yo, you can talk about your frustrations with her as a co-parent. You can talk about your frustrations with her as somebody you lived with as, you know, a partner in a lot of ways. But that date, which she referred to as something important and special to her, you didn't want to take that away from her or so present her in a so bad way. Think light. about it like this. Think about it like this. Um, uh, Ellen, you can probably relate here. Guy says, yeah, man, the first time we fucking had sex, man, that shit was crazy, man. I was killing that shit, man. I was crazy. And you say, Ellen, how was it for you? And you say, eh. You just done fucking killed this nigga. Am I right or wrong? Yes, 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 yes. That's where I was coming from because I know for that, in the way I heard it, it was important to her, really, and that had nothing to do with the facts of co-parenting. But we only got for so much time, right? So I want to move on. Um, and Clark, uh, this is going to be tough on you, baby. So you know, get ready. All right, go for it. Okay, um, Ellen, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the tape, right? But I clearly heard Nina in the room. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So I was at Nina's house when I was recording, yes. It has to be quiet on the set moving forward. Hold yeah. on, hold on, Ellen. You gonna let him off the hook like that? Listen, I was hoping you would jump in. I, I, I Okay. Can I okay. jump in? So, 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 now, 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 hold on. Now, this is Clark, though, but this is how Clark Go. operates, right? This, Go now, ahead. I'm being brash, I'm being brash. Well, get ready for it, because this is how Clark operates. He just finished telling me, you can't give no fucking one word answer, and then what does he do? Yes, I was at Nina's house while I was recording. Fucking bullshit, dude. You, bullshit. That's not, that's not bullshit because I know you you have a follow up question, David. 
That's you, not what you said to you, me, though. You just you, you, you said to me, you got to expound and unpack and deconstruct. Oh, absolutely. So I'm sitting in so the So why were you telling me that? So when we were getting back feed, the back feed was from Nina's phone. That was from Nina's. That was from Nina's And phone. I saw you go like, like this. And I saw I'm like, yo, move he on. Held it together. He tried to hold it together. I did. I absolutely did. Hold so, on, Clark. What, hold you on, what, asked what, me to ask? I'm asking. Let me no, ask, ask, and then you can Go answer. Ask the question. Go Let ahead. me ask, and then you can answer. Where were the kids? The kids were there. Well, okay. the oldest kid was there. The youngest kids, the younger two, were in New York. So I'm in New York right now, okay. picking up the younger two. Okay. And the oldest was there at the house. Okay. The oldest is there at the house. You're over there at her house also, right? Yes. Okay. She comes, and she says something, and you snap your fingers for her to be quiet or something like that. Right. Why are you telling her to be quiet? Why not just bring her on camera and, and we can because show you? Hold on, let me ask the question, Clark. Ask the question. Bring her on camera and we can see this fantastic, wonderful co-parenting relationship. Because she's being loud and providing feedback. So, so tell her to hang up her phone and sit there and talk on your phone. No, and her feedback was just about like, you and what it wasn't like contributing to the conversation it was like oh his baby mama's on his but she didn't right beyond she was, yeah she, she well because so here's what went down right i was at her house because during the storm that happened this week i've had no power no internet and basically i was couch surfing at her place for a couple of days so when i had when we did the live she was like, oh shit, I want to jump on the live. So she went, she promoted it on her page, and then she jumped on the live to like be able to communicate. But she's getting so caught up in the interaction between you and Habiba that she's shouting in the background. I'm like, son, like I'm on live. I can't have you making this noise. And I can't articulate, hey, can you please quiet down back there? So I'm snapping, I'm waving her down. And then she like comes running in the room, like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, son, like, please keep it quiet. Ellen? Um, yeah. I don't know what to say other than I was annoyed with the noise. Well, yeah, okay. I, yeah it, it, right. was, it was right. absolutely so, distracting. So I'm going to elevate what? the conversation. So now I'm going to elevate the conversation, right? Ellen's being nice, right? I'm going to elevate the conversation. Clark, it looked yes. like you was hiding the fact that you were at her house. His game face was so tight. Why are you hiding the fact that you were at her house? Like we I'm, not, I'm not hiding the fact that I'm at her house, but I'm also not broadcasting it. Why not? Y'all have a fantastic co-parenting relationship. Bring her to the screen so that everybody can see. You tell her we need to... Hold on. You Go ahead. Me. Now, this is how I get to 10, right? Because I've been asking yeah. questions nice up until this point, and he avoiding and ditching and dodging. Nobody's you ditching and dodging. I'm saying... You said... You said... We are at a place you guys need to get to a common space. And we are at a common space. Show us y'all at a common space and sit down there together. Why are you hiding the fact that you at her house? That's I'm not, not letting hide. you off the hook here, Daddy. No, there's, there's nothing to let me off the hook with. That's not a hide. It's also not the Nina show, right? So if we're having a live addressing the, the episode and we're having a conversation, like I'm looking at her and she's being a distracting factor. The, me being at our house is circumstantial. It's bullshit as far as I'm concerned. Because you know what? We got three kids together. We're at each other's houses on a regular basis. 
that that's that's not news. That's not like like new shit for anybody who's followed the show or who knows us. But Clark, you sit back in the thing. You, I saw you snap at her and told her, you know, whatever it is, like I'm on the phone. And yeah, because. And then, I'm, the I'm comes in, and then the chat comes in and you goes, Lord, my baby mama just joined the chat. It, it, the appearance was, is that she was not even in the fucking space. She was in another place, another house or whatever else it was. That's the appearance that was made. That's the appearance that was given. So, so I'm asking her, you a tough, I'm going to ask you a tough question. Right. I'm going to ask you a tough question. Ask Are question. you a single dad? We define single dads as somebody who has parents with somebody, but they are not in a relationship with that person, sexual or otherwise. We are, are absolutely... Let me ask before you sit. Are you a single dad or are you still in a relationship with Nina? And nobody's judging you. That's fine if that's what it is. But, you know, we need to be authentic. So I, and I think absolutely answering the question, and we've put this out a thousand times, because it's come up on the show, it's come up on the podcast, it's come up in you know, comments on our pages. We are absolutely not in a relationship. We are not seeing each other. We are not sleeping together. We don't have any of that shit going on. And I don't think that my reactions last night were in any way trying to smoke screen where I was. It was more so stop making noise because we're trying to be live here. Ellen? I get I get both of your points. I get Dave what you're saying. Some transparency would have been nice in terms of, you know, I'm 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 here, she's in the background, pardon the noise, blah blah blah. But I also get your point, Clark. Like, I don't know that I need to broadcast that. I'm here doing right. this, which is separate from that, and she just happens to be in the background. Absolutely. Or even her joining the podcast or joining the live, once we started recording and you know, we started having the conversation. She's like, I'm jumping on. And that's why I was like, oh, Lord, my baby mama is on. Right? So to, to your point, Ellen, like, it's two separate lanes. I don't know that, like, like even now, I'm sitting in my niece's bedroom recording. I didn't necessarily broadcast that, you know, this ain't, the, this ain't the I'm sitting in my bedroom podcast. This is the single dad why you're mad podcast, dude. Right. So it's not a false equivalency. It's, it's you know, giving the example of disclosure, right? Like how much disclosure needs to be made in my location. It's obviously not where I'm usually recording from. You know it's a different background than you're used to seeing. Anytime I record, you're used to my, you know, fucking ugly backdrop. So you know it's different. Now, whether I, I disclose exactly where I am, that's fine. If, if we need that for the sake of, of, of keeping transparency in the show, that's fine, too. You okay with that, Dave? Huh? You okay with that? <laughs> so, but I mean, um, um, it, if, I'm, if I'm, listen, listen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Listen. I'm listening to you. Go ahead. I do not, I do. <laughs> what you got? I do not believe that if the audience knew that that was Nina in the background talking about he's on, he's on, he's on, he's on, that um, anybody would say to themselves, eh, I think that, you know, 
and, and I think, I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, first, well, so firstly, when the audience hears this, of course, it's going to raise the question again. I think it's a question that has been raised repeatedly. When they hear us talk about, they hear the way she talked on her interview, the way I talk about our interactions. Help people who see us co-parent together often ask the question, oh my goodness, you guys are divorced. When are you going to get back together? You guys get along so well. And I think that's absolutely the result of a lot of hard work, a lot of, and, and what I go back to what I said about you and Habiba, we were in that space and we absolutely have moments still where we are in that space, but it's been hard fought and hard work for us to get along and be able to share space with each other. But now, Clark, granted, but Clark, but Clark, but Clark, there's still a difference here, right? Right. There's still a difference here, and the difference here is that Habiba and I have not been intimate since we broke up. Habiba and I are not in the hot tub together <laughs> since we broke up. <laughs> Mel and I, or Nina and I, have not been intimate in God knows how long. And us being since you broke up is the question, Clark. Since you broke up is the question, dude. We broke up what twelve years ago, eleven years ago. There might have been a slip or two in in that twelve Ellen, years. Ellen, Ellen, yeah, Ellen. Hold, hold on, hold on. And what I say to you, David, because you, you're bringing this up. You bring this up because this is shit I've shared already. This isn't news. This is not news. This is shit that we've talked about. Not you on the I podcast. Talk, not we, on the we podcast. Absolutely we right, absolutely so have. We absolutely have talked about need this to pull on the that podcast. Out you need to pull that out for me because we I don't have, remember. We, we, have, we have absolutely talked about it in the podcast. We have talked about the fact that talking about whether or not we would hit if the opportunity presented itself. No, 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 no. Whether and, or not you would and whether you actually did is two different things. And oh, all I'm trying David, to say, David, all I'm trying to say. David, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're, if we're going back, right, because, because we're making this a thing, I have absolutely said that in the time since we've split, because I asked you when you were like, oh, yeah, you know, I never went back. I was like, yo, you ain't hit it once. You heard the surprise in my voice when you were like, you and her people had not had sex since you split up, or you didn't have sex as you were leaving each other. Like that was a from, shock to me. From, from for six because months, I put, because, for six because months, I, for six months living in the same house before I left, we did not have sex. She right. tried, but I did. I was not interested. Right. So as we covered that, I absolutely put out that we we shared a house for a year and a half during our separation, and there were absolutely times that it happened. We covered this. Like it, I said, that this, was this, never this, okay, Clark. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna listen back, but that was never. On go the back. But let's not. But let's not get into the. Um, the conversation is while you're living in separate houses, while you're living in separate. And the reason I'm bringing this up, the reason I'm bringing this up, right, is because it's 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 a whole different relationship. And Ellen, correct me if I'm wrong, or tell me if you disagree. It's a whole different relationship for couples who are not intimately involved to get to a common place than it is for couples who are intimately involved to get to a common place. Ellen? I, I, I do agree with that because there's emotions involved when there's sex going on. I would say it's probably more difficult for couples who are intimately involved to get to a common space and try to do things separately because of the emotions involved in sexuality. 
but it depends on how the relationship right. is going is as we're having sex. I think it, all, it also depends on the people involved, right? <laughs> there, if, there are a lot of variables. There are a lot of variables. Right. There, there, are, there are a lot of variables here. So I think to, to look at my situation and go, oh, clutch the pearls, red flag, like this is what's going on. I, I, I think it's smoke and mirrors, David. I think it's smoke and mirrors. I don't think there's anything that we haven't discussed that about my situation or anything we you know, that you're questioning that hasn't been discussed before. Like, I think it's all been thrown out. Okay, so I disagree to say that it was on the podcast. And because I edit, I'm pretty sure I would remember yeah. uh, putting something up there where I'm saying that Clark and uh, Nina um, had sex last month, last week, or two or three years ago. No, and I'm saying, and I didn't say within that time frame because that hasn't been the case either. So that's that's what I'm asking you for then. How you, long you, said, you said you said no, I'm asking you right up. now. How long has it been, dude? Fuck, I don't know. Years, years, and years. years. Four years? Five years? More than that. <laughs> More than that. All right. I'm going to let you off the hook here. Um, Ellen, would you like to close with it? Who wants to close first? Ellen? No? So, Ellen, remind everybody how we know you and why we love you. Well, I was in the Deep Dive uh, episode, um, and I facilitated a conversation where I <laughs> I was asking questions um, about your co-parents and the relationship. And I think that came about um, based on a previous episode you all did. And I had a billion questions. So I think Dave, I think you said to me, well, come on and, and with your questions and, and, and do what you do. What you do. Um, so I was in deep dive. What was it? There was another one that I, that I did or was a part of. I, um, I do not remember because it wasn't Dills. It was your sister that um, participated. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. so, it was so, so that's my involvement with Single Dad, Why You Mad? But I, Dave, like we mentioned a, a bunch of times, we go back from uh, 20 plus year friendship. Um, I also have my own podcast called Ellen the Great. Um, and I'm also a correspondent for Black Film, which is a media outlet uh, that promotes all things Black Film, TV, and theater. Yeah, I, I, thank you for, ask, for asking me to edit this because it was um, it was a learning experience to me that I didn't know that I needed. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that I that I had to have, um, and I think that kind of opened up our friendship um, to a whole other yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, I think we go we move into a new level. We're yeah. moving to a whole other level. Maybe um, that's why you look so beautiful. <laughs> So what, what, what was the one? I don't want to say though? I don't want to say you didn't look beautiful before. Let me tell you something. When I came down there in January and I walked in that room and you had that little, <laughs> ass, had that little ass skirt on and them legs was out, I said she gonna freeze tonight. But Ellen looked good. Yes. <laughs> For my birthday party, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, what was my learning experience? Um, perception isn't everything. Right? Uh, it's very easy to hear what somebody says and take that for what it is and then place that judgment on somebody else. That's not necessarily the case. I think if we take the time to read between the lines um, and actually listen to both parties, you can, form, you can form your own opinion that's not just based on somebody's emotional state. 
Um, and so that was, that was my biggest takeaway. And also, you know, recognizing that you've, you've known somebody for a really long time. Um, you know who they are and how they are. And you accept that and that's fine. I don't have a problem with Dave being aggressive and abrasive and short and curt. It's one of the things that I love about him, right? That has gotten us into the club when there was a long line many times. I mean, at, when you came in January and we went to that club and I remember there was a dude trying to get in our section and you almost jumped down his throat, right? And I remember looking at that like, yeah, that's the type of nigga I need in my life. As a friend, as a, you know, just I, I appreciate that about you. So I think this kind of made me fall in love with you all over again as a friend. I love you too. Yeah. Clark. So so in, in, in full disclosure, Nina drove down with me to Brooklyn to pick the kids up. So well, here she is. She just walked in the room. Yeah. So, because so David was. Uh, so you, you can tell it's not his feelings are hurt, right, Ellen? So his feelings are hurt, obviously. No, she, so it's okay for him to back on, me in the corner. It off, it's okay um, for him to back me in the corner, but I back him in the corner, and we're gonna go on about this for hours. We're, okay? we're not going on about it. She literally just walked in the room as I as I was talking about y'all. So I'm like, okay, yo, you you want to see her on camera? She's on camera. She's right here. Give us some closing words, Clark. Yo. Ladies, gentlemen, and consenting adults. Well, I know <laughs> not that yet. Just, you know, some, some <laughs> I thought we were wrapping up. No, some final thoughts. Words, um, I want to get some final thoughts also. My final thoughts. My final thoughts is I think you know, like conducting that interview was it 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 it, it was emotionally taxing. I'm not gonna front. Like it it it, it was like oh shit, like trying to be supportive and and trying to facilitate the conversation and make her feel comfortable, but also like having to deal with your partner and friend being dragged and also not trying not to do what, you know, men are often blamed for. It's like victim blaming and, 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 and stealing somebody's light as they're trying to shine. Right. So, that took a lot of fucking energy out of me. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like I, I, I was drained after doing that episode. Um, I think it was a conversation that needed to be had. You know, I, I think after you cut through, you know, all of the negative bullshit that it, it creates a platform for you guys to have conversation. It may not be pleasant conversation initially, but you know, it creates a platform for conversation. And um, yeah. Uh, just so much, so much to fucking unpack, man. I say this shit all the time. Just so much to unpack with this. And Clark, I will say, you know, after listening to that um, audio over and over and over again, I really loved um, how you gave her the space to just speak. I loved the questions that you asked, um, and I love that you challenged her, like how in your own special way. Um, and I learned a lot from how you ask questions and your perspective. So I, you know, thank you for that. Well, thank you, Ellen. That, that, that touches my soul right in here. So uh, the last thing I would um, just like to um, say with a lesson that I have learned is that um, this person said something that resonated with me um, a lot, right? Um, and my friend Rachel sent it to me. She was on the live um, also. This person said, 
The problem is, this is Dr. whatever else it is. The problem is you keep being the bigger person and fixer and you're resenting it. Not only am I, am I resenting it, I resent her. Was and, that Dr. Alexia? Yeah, and I do a lot of that in relationships, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I need to work on, right? But if I think back, I think back when I was married, when I was 25, divorced when I was 30, one of the most, uh, one of the things that um, my ex-wife said about me is she says, David likes to be the uh, only person doing the right thing. And- um, Wait, repeat that again, David? Repeat that, because you broke up for a second. She said, David likes to be the only person doing the right thing. Did you catch it? Yeah. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out how that fits into, um, you know, being uh, the fixer. And for some reason, I just cannot remember what that first phrase is. Every time I think about it, um, the bigger person, being the bigger person and the fixer, um, and then resenting it. So uh, that is what I'm going to be working on, right? Non-martyrdom. Not being a martyr. Not setting myself up to be a martyr. Mm. That's what I'm going to work on. And yeah. um, with that, we need to close. Um, thank you very much. Uh, single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why 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 you mad?